Let's put the rad in radical. If you're looking to expand your life, then you've come to the right place. We're Amanda, Ali, and Reina, and each week we're setting the scene to level up our everyday lives in all areas. Mindset, lifestyle, community, and more. And we want you to come with. Welcome, people. I know that was a lot of energy, but I'm bringing it. Guys, guys, it's episode 17 and we were feeling the back and I wanted to rev up this episode because we really wanted to take a deep dive, a big look into reality versus kind of COVID drama. And the reason we even got on this topic was I was explaining to the girls and you please guys, just tell me if you create unbelievable dramas in your head and now they are even more amplified because of COVID. My sister did not call me one night and my sister and I talk all the time. And I went to bed that night and I said to my husband, my sister didn't call me, something's wrong. She must be mad. And he, you know, of course laughed and was like, no. And I said, well, you know what? I'm going 007 on this. I am going to do a stalemate. I'm not going to call her till she calls me. I lasted four whole days without calling my sister, created a scenario every single night, discussed it with my husband about all the different reasons she could be mad at me. This, my friends, equals the isolation I have been feeling of being trapped at home. I'm creating drama in my head, girls. I'm creating drama. And when I did talk to my sister, I will tell you this. When I talked to my sister, nothing was wrong. And for four days, I reeled in drama in my own head that I had created about a situation that wasn't even there. Ali, uh, that was my next question is what actually was going on within those four days? Please tell us what was happening in your sister's head. Was it all in yours? Was it, was there actually meat there or was it all imaginary fluff that you sort of designed? Tell us the stories you created. <laughs> yeah, no, this was COVID fluff. I, I'm, I've been feeling and I was telling the girls that the isolation, the non-contact, being an extrovert, it's playing with my head now. <laughs> like I, but before, you know, I always had, you know, Raina double clicked a text message I'm one time. I'm gonna bring up that story. Yeah, Raina double clicked like a like, like I liked your text message. And for days I reeled that, well, why didn't she respond to me? Is this, maybe it's maybe a female thing. Real, but, she, but you didn't, maybe it is a female thing. You didn't just reel though. You came to my home and you came up to me like, you know, with this like demeanor of like, can we talk? And I'm like, no idea what's going on. Meanwhile, in your head, you're like, Raina's pissed at me because she double tapped and left it. Like no response or anything. Exactly. So yes, this is a bit of an old alley. I create scenarios. I tell myself I am the best storyteller I have ever met because my head is so dramatic, guys. And it is being amplified by COVID because I have nothing else to do. I am just creating crazy scenarios, which of course just bleed into the rest of my life. So for those four days that I felt like my sister wasn't talking to me and I was on a big standoff, which none of it, there was nothing. She was doing her life. I'm doing mine. I, I made my husband bleed for it. I didn't, I was like angry at the kids. I was drinking a bit more. Like I was tromping around the house. Like you guys have no idea what I'm dealing with. No, nobody has any idea. It's all in my head. So when did you realize that it was in your head? When she called me, she literally called and was like, oh, hey, how's it going? And of course I was somewhat short and I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> oh, 
it's been four days. Like I had a whole chip on my shoulder and it's all coming back to what I'm calling COVID drama. There is no reality. There is just a lot of drama that goes inside my head. But I think that we do this a lot where we create imaginary scenarios, whether it's with our partner or our friends or our boss at work or whatever in our own head, we interpret what they are doing and we make it our own. And I am, I'm the worst, but I'm just like, please tell me that someone else is doing this in their own head. What about have, with partners? Tell me that you don't, that, that one of your partners doesn't do something or does something and you're like, oh, you think I didn't see that? Do you think I don't know what you're up to? Mine is as simple as something was left out and I mentioned once that it needed to be put where it goes and it was left out again and then I spiral like they did that on purpose. They did it on purpose because they know how much it bothers me and I've said it 17 and I just, you go in this like, spiral as well. I think I shared a few episodes ago that I had been doing that with chat. I don't know. It'd be interesting to hear if you do it with your kids and in what that looks like, because I haven't, I don't think I've done it with my kids yet, but with Chad, for sure. Like he'll say something where it's his intention is pure and I hear something totally different. And then that defense comes in. And then there's a situation in my head where I'm like, I can't believe he did that, said that, thought that. And then I'm pissed for four days, you know? But is it worse because of the quarantine and COVID and isolation? 1,000%. Oh, 100%. I'll give you an example of one that, that my man and I just finished laughing about days ago, actually. And it was about vacuuming the floor. It was that I asked him if he could clean, like vacuum up and tidy up our, my bathroom. And I asked this because usually I do both the bathrooms. I actually don't mind cleaning. There's a, a level of OCD in me that really likes to see things shine. Like, uh, I'm not saying it's healthy by any means, but like I will get down toothbrush floorboards underneath everything just so that I can walk away almost because, because of COVID it's like, I've, I've been dying to do something that gives me an instant result. You know, you buy, a plane ticket I've canceled five of them I, nothing I've done has actually come to fruition over the last few months but if I want to clean this house oh my god give me a couple of hours and you're gonna walk out of here like who 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 touched this and turned it to gold that's how I love to end up you know end a bathroom cleaning sesh but there was a point where I wasn't feeling really great and I asked if he could handle taking care of them and I had done his a few days prior and didn't feel up to doing mine and when I went to check once it was all done, because of course you check. I found that there was nothing vacuumed, surfaces that I could still find the dust. And it was so, this was, I'm embarrassed to say this, but I was so infuriated. I was seething. I was like, when you, I feel like I turned into the Hulk. I'm like, you asked me to clean your bathroom. <laughs> and, I just, and, I, and I pour my heart into it. And you and you, sir, asked you but once to clean mine. And it was just, and, and I said not a word of this. All of this, all of this anger happened in my head. And I didn't tell him. So later when he said, you know, is everything okay? We're all good. I cleaned it up. Is everything okay? I just said, yeah, mm -hmm. everything's fine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I did that. I feel like a lot of these issues that we have though are just lack of communication. 
Oh, of course it was. Because if I had said, actually, what I mean when I'd love if you could help with the bathrooms, these are the things that to me define like a cleaned bathroom. And maybe those, that definition is really different for you. So let's find that middle ground or, or that meeting spot that we know that I'm not going to go in and correct what you did because I don't want this household to end up being where I do it all because yours wasn't good enough because this is our house and I'm not your mom. I would rather instead us have that open freaking communication and we both delegate. We know what we do. We know who does what best and in the most efficient manner and then come together with this house that we all pour our love into. That's what communication helps. And thankfully, like I said, a few days ago, we discussed this, which he had no freaking idea. I even went through this mentally. He brought nothing, like I brought none of it to his immediate attention besides my incredibly passive aggressive, everything's fine comments. But the conversation opened the door wide open for the opportunity for a cleaner house and beyond that for none of this crazy drama I created in my head. It was so funny. Well, even you saying that helps me figure out what it is with my kids because you know, I will walk through the house and see this at a place and that at a place and this at a place and I will stress myself out and not do what's on my to-do list and not do what my routine is because I feel the need to go and like pick up or I have that mentality of I'll just do it myself because I'm going to do it better. And I, there's a lot of frustration that builds up, I think, as a parent in that situation as I'm constantly like following people. But it is just simple lack of communication where I just need to be like, hey, your glasses go in this, like your glasses go in the sink put the blanket up in your, and it's just little stuff, but it also like, in your head, you're like, they're doing this on purpose. They are doing this on purpose to piss me off and to get under my skin and they know how much I have going on. And I, you know, I just like, it's just nonstop. We are so self-centered. Hey, like, oh my gosh, everything was about me with my sister. What I'm listening, you know, Amanda, Raina, like you guys, it is such a self-perpetuating cycle of me, me, me. It must be about me. They're mad at me, 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 me. And really, like my sister was just living her life, <laughs> right? Or we'll just clean the bathroom or your kids are preteens and they're not going to do anything for even another five years right now. So, but I, I will say though, just to kind of bring some humor I don't think I've ever seen Raina smile as big as she did when Amanda was explaining how she cleans in between the tiles and she had a tooth. Raina was like, yeah, talk to me, girl. I get in that tile. Get, get in that tile. <laughs> because see, I'm the opposite. I'm the opposite. I'm the one that neither of you would want to live with because I am not, I, me, Will and I would vacuum half the things and you guys would be pulling out your hair. But I just, I was dying laughing here as I was kind of muted because Raina was right up in the screen yeah, you were cleaning between the tiles, Amanda. You tell me more. Tell me more. Tell me about the conscious thing because you know how much I love a good organized clean like anything. But you know what? I, I have delegated cleaning for the last couple of years and it's one of the best things I've ever done for myself because I would stress myself out so much by this room isn't clean. This, I mean, and don't get me wrong, I'm still like going around every room in the morning to like pick up and put everything in its place, but I'm not finding myself like, pissed off about the cleaning because it's not even me do right it's delegated so it's 
that's helped me mentally. <laughs> can I can I ask a bit about that? Because I've I found that you said something that a lot of people struggle with, which is the the whole, you know, if 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 it's not done by if you want it done right, then do it yourself. And that mindset can actually set you up for a lot of pain more than any actual joy of the work you've actually done yourself. Because not only are you doing it out of spite and for all the wrong reasons, but you keep thinking to yourself about how well, you know, they didn't do this and they didn't do it as well as I would have wanted them to. And so to hear that you've taken the opportunity to choose what to delegate, to give you a bit more peace so that you can then have opportunities to hang with your family in a more, you know, relaxed way or whatever it is. Can you share a little bit about that? Like, how can somebody know when it's time to delegate so that they're not, you know, in their head and, and they're taking something off their plate so that they can gain a bit more quality of life? Well, for me, cleaning and like i mean you guys have both been to my house and you've seen me you guys get out a cup and you fill a cup and then it's probably in the dishwasher i put it in the dishwasher immediately because i'm like well she took a drink she's done like i'm i'm so crazy like if there's a glass on the counter it's in the dishwasher is faster than i can even like think about it i literally have wandered around your house been like where'd my cup go and it's gone like it literally does before i've even finished it she's poured it out rinsed it and it's in the dishwasher i just wanted to tell you that i have lived it and I still am looking for missing cups that I know I had, like, where'd my cup go? It's a known issue. And Chad and the kids both, even this to this day, give me shit about it. I still do it to this day. So it's not gone. But I did notice a lot of, like, like housekeeping and house cleaning was a big thing that kind of hung over me. You know what I mean? Like, it, I would find that I would say, no, I have to, like, do this. I have to do this. And I wasn't getting what I actually wanted to get done, whether it's a business or my workout or spending time with the kids, I would find, I found that I was just constantly trying to do everything and, and balance all of it. And so, I don't know, I'm a, I'm, I'm a firm believer that if it doesn't need your personal touch, delegate it, you know, like, especially things like that, like house cleaning, like, unless you're doing it as a family and getting everybody involved, but even then, like my kids would be complaining the whole time. I'd be pissed off because they were complaining and then I'd be in a bad mood and then I'd, you know, carry a bunch of resentment around. And it's just easier to say, okay, well that we're going to delegate. So I have more time to do the things that actually make me feel good. You know what I mean? But this is all linked to the COVID drama that I'm talking about, because it's something as simple as filling the dishwasher, cleaning a bathroom. I don't get a phone call from my sister. All of a sudden we go to bed at night, slightly irritated and angry over things that are really not that big of a deal. Well, like, I'll go to the house in the mornings and pick up cups of water that are just landed around the house from the evening before. And I'll do, and I did, I'm, I don't like today, I didn't do that. But like, you know, prior to working on it, I would go around the house and just pick it up with like attitude and like resentment and just be like, fucking left their cup again, left their cup again, left their cup again, left their, and it just, you get in this, it creates a standard and mood for the entire day if that's how you're starting the day with that, that vibe, you know what I mean? But also what in your head as you're irritated going around picking up, you know, half full glasses of water, what have you created that that is an offense to you, right? Like you, you are upset. You're like, I can't believe people are doing this to me. Did oh nobody God. listen to me? I asked this yeah. simple request. What is it of me that they're not listening to? So true. Nico, I, I, my therapist told me, once she was like, you're doing all of this work, not to change the outside, but to change the inside. And it's, it's to change how we react to those things. Or, you know what I mean? It's taking out the personalization of it and saying, no, they just like left it on the counter and forgot. It's not that 
they want you to clean it up or you do the better job of loading the dishwashers or they're gonna leave it for mom. It's all of that is in our head and we're just, it's just distraction, you know what I mean? Or lack of communication, I think. I, I think that's really interesting. And it made me think of the book Untamed by Glennon Doyle. There's a section where she's talking about her wife, Abby, and how um, Abby almost has like this, um, this panicked reaction if ever Glennon walks into the room and Abby's just sitting down watching TV on a Tuesday afternoon, just relaxing and enjoying. And it's almost like past training life uh, experience, you know, where, you know, Glennon had to experience being, you know, put in trouble for having not done work in the middle of a work day and, and kind of living up to society standards of what you should be doing, your nine to five or this or that. And it's just like this old conditioning. It's these old behaviors. It's these old stories of, you know, maybe your house growing up wasn't always the cleanest. And so now as an adult, you find yourself overcompensating, or maybe it's, you feel like you were never heard what, you know, for years of your upbringing. And so in your relationship or with your relationships with your friends or your sisters or, or anybody, you, you, you fight to try to be heard and included and, and, and not missing out, you know, like that FOMO and stuff like that. So all these things that we make up in our head really stem from different subconscious things, thoughts that we don't even pay attention to, but man, they are present and they're ever present in really big ways, especially during this time with COVID when all you have is time to think and ruminate and speculate and, and, and kind of you're your own worst enemy in certain ways, unless you're careful, unless you're paying attention to what those, those signals are for you. I couldn't agree more because I have found that I have done more spiraling and more, um, let's just call it story building. I have become the biggest detective about things that really in my quote unquote normal life, pre-COVID, pre-quarantine, I would never have even cared about, but I have become the biggest detective and I am going to figure out because I have nothing but time that there is a loophole in the way someone's treating me or that the, the exact, my husband's up to something like, I'm just, my kids, what are you, what? Like, I am sniffing like the Snoop Dogg I always knew I was. And I'm like, I'm on to different scenarios and it's amplified because of isolation. I, I, I know that you're not the only one and I'd love if our listeners could share a little bit about what they've been make, maybe creating in their own mind that's kind of robbing them of the joy and the fun that we keep knowing that we need to reintroduce and reintegrate into our day and instead you know, gr giving them a lot of grief where they don't need any. And one thing I'll say that has been helpful for me is trying new things to the best of my ability within these four walls and these COVID protocols. And I, I found that something that's been really a great addition that helped me through the mental anguish of things has been getting outside. I mean, it's no secret. You know, the three of us really believe in being out in nature, taking deep breaths, doing it, of course, in a safe way. And one of which has been running for me as a self-proclaimed hater of running, I found my way into running over the course of this fall through winter season. And even if it's been once a week, or even if it's been a walk and less so a run, I found myself able to process, deal with, and identify grief that my family has undoubtedly experienced over COVID. We've, we have experienced losses as a family and staying cooped up in these four walls is no different to staying cooped up mentally. And I, I think getting outside can be figuratively and literally beneficial. So 
if you do feel that you're feeling cooped up, and of course, you know, we believe in getting on the phone with a friend and, and you're never alone, definitely reach out to somebody in your life. But if we're talking about that solo work, like Raina was saying, that all that hard work that you're doing on yourself, it's not to change the outside, it's to change your heart and your mind and your attitude and the way you're thinking about these things. So I just want to add that running and being outdoors way more during the week even in a busy work week, even if it's been late, even if it's been pouring freaking rain, so what? It's just water. You'll dry off, throw on some rain boots and go splash in a puddle. That has been our motto in this house. And uh, I mean, in Vancouver, if you're not willing to do that, then you're never going to go outside because it is rain city up in here. So raining, like running in the rain, running in whatever circumstance, um, it's helped me kind of find time alone to get out of my head get that fresh air and come home in truly a different headspace. Well, and what happens when you're on that run? You're not texting, you're not scrolling social media, you're not playing the comparison game. You know, I find myself often just going into the backyard and finding like a patch of sun underneath all of our trees and just being like sticking my face in it and just closing my eyes to just like not have anything happen other than just sun on my face. Because you're right, like the power of just being outside and disconnecting from all of it, I think is just huge. Can I be honest with you guys? I like all of those things, you know, I've been a runner for years and years. I've clocked many miles. I love a good cat nap in front of the sun, but I am having a tough time shutting my head, like my mind off. So my mind is constantly talking. And I know that I've, I've talked a lot with Raina about this and she has done so much work. Um, I just like sifting through my own thoughts and being like, yes, you are allowed to stay. You are not allowed. Like, I feel like I need work on a heavy boundary with my own mental state where I go, sorry, thought, you are not serving me right now. I'm going to actually choose this other thought, but it's the discipline of doing that that I'm really struggling with. I think that, go ahead. No, well, I was just going to relate it to running, you know, since you are an avid runner, which P.S. She's mega inspo. Ali is extreme sport, you know, extraordinaire. Yeah, like just incredible. Um, so for me, I almost found it intimidating. I would think about people like you and be like, wow, people do this for fun. I mean, we were in Tofino, you know, all four of us, the three of us and a girlfriend and you know, Raina and I are just rolling out of bed and Ali's strapping shoes on saying, I'm just going to go for a quick run. And I'm like, you're going where now? Is someone chasing you? Are you all right? And, and meanwhile, she's doing it for leisure by herself. <laughs> she just went and did it because she knows that what fuels your cup, fills your cup. Exactly. So, you know, Ali, what I would encourage you to do is just tap back into the things that make you fuel your cup. If I'm painting something, I don't have time to have my phone and scroll Instagram. I have a freaking paintbrush in one hand, an idea in the other. So what are the things that are for the same for you? And I think getting out on your bike, uh, going for a run. And by the way, I know you mentioned you've clocked a lot of kilometers and all those things, but the fact is that the place that you're in may not be the place that you were at the time when doing those things felt more, more easy, more free flowing because COVID wasn't a thing. So be where you're at. If right now, all you need to do is an 18 minute jog. And that means what 2.53 kilometers or something like that, maybe at a really great pace, then do that. You know, I mean, be where you're at in a way that just gets you out of the house. And the other thing is, if you don't want to go for a run necessarily, then go for a walk. But the trick is going to be this, leave your freaking phone at home, because that's going to be the boundary that helps you 
say which thoughts count and which ones don't. I think it's been a lot of in our heads, but also a lot of on our phones. So some of the thoughts you're having probably have nothing to do with your life. Isn't that wild? Probably some of the thoughts you're having are just having seen someone else post something online and you're like, well, she's doing that. I didn't do that. I wonder if I should do that. What's so, how come I can't do that? Oh, I wish I was like that. All, these are thoughts you're literally carrying with you that weigh a shit ton for nothing. And that can be, I think that's why I love running like what Raina just said is that I'm not looking at my phone. I, I may have music or I may have my workout audio on, but I absolutely am not scrolling. I'm not filming a move of the day. None of that. It's just like, it's just in a pocket, but I'm trying to survive the run. Again, I'm not a runner, so I'm just trying to live the whole way. Um, so I would say that don't bring the damn phone. You know, I think separating myself from social media and what I thought was real was the biggest eye opener. And also the biggest thing that allowed me to just kind of take a deep breath and not and honestly, just to separate what was real and what wasn't, right? Like, I think I had so much stuff going on in my head, like you just said, Amanda, from, you know, comparison game to what should I say to like the climate on social media is so fucked up. Like, it's, it's terrifying to just open your phone sometimes because there's so much outside influence that can come in. And I think the biggest thing for me was just shutting that off and making it just not accessible for a period of time. You know what I mean? It allowed me to just kind of really see that everything outside my bubble is irrelevant and it doesn't really matter and that most of the scenarios in my head were false and not real most of them you know yeah i i do know because most of mine are all false actually actually majority of them are false but i convince myself that they are real and i actually internalize and emotionally react so it's funny that even when i did finally talk to my sister bringing it back to my original story I was, I was a bit of a bitch. I had a bit of a chip on my shoulder and she had no idea why. And I was like, well, hi. Did you tell her what went on in your head? No. And this is, this is the other thing. Of course not. I'm going to share it with all, you know, a couple thousand listeners, but I'm not going to tell my sister, <laughs> but this is what's so funny. And even Raina, you know, when, you know, you telling the story about me worrying about like a, a, a like or whatever, I wonder, you know, that was pre COVID. So obviously this is a pattern that I have of creating very, very elaborate stories. But I wonder if it's the repetition of doing the same thing every day, are we looking for more excitement and we create it then in our own heads via drama? Because right now, I mean, if you're playing by the rules, there isn't, there's not a lot of gatherings, there's not a lot of flying anywhere, there's not a lot of parties. Um, and so I wonder if I'm taking <laughs> A little bit of joy in my own COVID drama. Do you know that I think maybe I that's a good I, point to bring up. That's an incredible, an incredibly good point. Like you said, for for anybody who's kind of playing it by the book right now, you know, you're not moving around a ton. Your routine is probably quite identical day by day. So I I'd like to think that that there is some sense to that. It may make it may add up to say that part of the reason you are navigating these internal stories and and embellishments and and made up conversations these invisible conversations that have never happened are due to the fact that every day is kind of looking like the day before i i don't know that that's right or wrong but i think i can attest to that every I, almost waking up in the morning i forget what day it is but you know i get off on the fact that i get to do the same thing every single day 
you know what I mean? So there's almost like this miss, like to me, I say, okay, again, I know I've talked about this before, but what do I want my day to look like? And I don't think I get, I don't think I get bored because I'm doing what I enjoy in that pocket of time, you know what I mean? Or in that bubble, but it's also only because I've created boundaries with things like social media and stuff like that, that I'm not just coming back and going right back to my phone and being immersed in all of it. It's no, I'm learning that like with that social media break came a lot of clarity and to continue that clarity, that means that there has to be boundaries in this. And maybe that means that there has to be boundaries in different stories in our heads that we're not, you know, on constant repeat, but it almost comes down to like, you know, how can we figure out and recognize that spiral before it actually continues to deepen into a spiral, you know? I, I love that you mentioned that. I think it's a big challenge in terms of coming to terms with the things that you do love about that routine and adjust accordingly. So let this be feedback and information. If you're creating, you know, is it reality or is it COVID drama in your mind? Why are you creating that drama? What, what do you need to fill that gap that unfortunately... <laughs> Yeah. What is missing? What, what, what gap do you need to fill and, and what new thing can you create in this space that has been made by the fact that events are not happening. You're not meeting up with your, your squad. It's not just like a pick up and hang out in a restaurant situation. You're not flying across the country or the world. Yeah. You do need to fill that with something else. And if you're not careful, it sounds like it can be filled instead with thoughts that don't serve you. And that's a pretty dangerous space to be in. If you're not sure how to navigate it, if you're, if you're, turning inward instead of reaching out for help or, or even just opening a healthy dialogue with a, a solid crew or squad, like the two of us have, the three of us have with each other, which is so helpful. That all, I mean, I'm like that pointing to the screen, like had I not had this kind of, you know, outlet to come on and like talk through things, like get together with your girlfriends or boyfriends or whoever you have, like vent, you know what I mean? And talk because a lot of the scenarios that I would have in my head, I'd get on the phone with you guys and you'd be like, well, Raina, and I, you know, wake up and be like, holy shit, why did I react that way? You know what I mean? Because you're verbalizing it instead of just internalizing it and the scenarios just in your head, like let it out. And the power of communication, like even just the difference, I, I was on, you know, a couple months ago, was it just a couple months ago crying with you guys? I'm sure because of communication issues that I had had where I just assumed that people were knowing how I felt and assumed that people knew I needed the cups and the dishwasher and all of these things. And you just get pissed day after day after day after not communicating what you actually need and the boundaries that you have, you know. I think it's also what I'm really learning. And it's just so funny, Raina, when you just said you get off on having the Sorry. same thing happen every single day, I literally wanted to vomit in my mouth. I was like, <laughs> oh, oh, oh God. Because I'm such an external validation, an external cup filler, I am a people like, so what, what this, what the last almost year has taught me is I have to fill my own cup. And yes, it sounds like a broken record. And both of these girls have said it a million times. And I like the thought of doing the same thing every single day. I want to take a dull pen and jab my eyeball out. I'm like, this is no, but there's actually a lot of freedom in that. Exactly. I'm learning. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. How can I have both? <laughs> you can have both by having your own back. That's the truth. And I know that a lot of people don't want to hear that because it assumes 
expert levels of responsibility over your own happiness. And people want to pass off that responsibility to their spouse. They want to pass it off to their family. They want to pass it off to their friends. The fact is nobody is operating in business as usual mode and certainly nobody's responsible for your joy. So if it's true that like what Raina said is there's freedom in that routine, which I agree because I also thrive off of a routine. I am sort of, again, it's no secret. I'm an ambervert. So I do have that introvert tendency, but I am also an extrovert in the sense that you have to find a way to create daily new exciting things for yourself. And exciting doesn't need to mean extraordinary. It can mean that you create a 30 day advent calendar for the month and just say every day, I'm going to do something I've never done before. And maybe for you, that's learning how to watercolor paint on Monday. And then on Tuesday, you're taking a virtual cooking class. And then on Wednesday, you are going for a walk without your phone. And then like you, in fact, if I could offer this as an idea for everybody, it's make one for yourself yourself. Do 30 days, find a calendar, write down something you have never done before. Doesn't need to be extraordinary. It doesn't need to be huge, this big grandiose thing. It can be small, but it will be a big impact because you will have never done it before, or you'll have not done it in a while. And you can sort of tap back into those layers of yourself that if you don't get reacquainted with, especially the fact that COVID's not going anywhere for a while, this can plague you for months and months. And we obviously don't want that. We want you in your best mental health, your best mental space. So I think that's what's been helpful for me is running was new for me. Painting more frequently in new styles was new for me. Even doing this podcast to a certain degree was new for me. I, I, before we started this, I'd never been on a podcast before. So introducing new things to your day may not make your routine any different, but it can spice up your day. And maybe that would be the thing to help. And that is officially our Ready, Set, Grow, because I love that idea of being able to implement something that brings you joy, that is a yes in your gut, that makes you happy and excited to show up that day, even if it's just an hour of a difference than what it was yesterday and mixing up that routine. But just getting crystal clear on what's real, what's reality, and what's in our head because we're all locked inside during a global pandemic right? So get crystal clear, come up with some fun new things that you can implement into your day, get your kids involved, get your spouse involved too, and share. I'm excited to see what everybody comes up with. I cannot wait to see what you do for your 30 day brand new experiences calendar. Please share it with us. Tell us what some of the things that you end up getting up to are and how it made you feel. We love seeing all the posts that you share that we put out there on our social media. So don't forget to like us over at let's put the rad and radical on Instagram and to subscribe to our newsletter where we share the deep, deep, deep dives into the things that we chat about over on our episodes like recipes and more in-depth conversations. Um, um, share this with a friend. If you know that there's someone who is navigating the is it real or is it COVID drama mindset, we would love for you to pass this on because sharing truly is caring. And that's why it is such a pleasure for us to tune in with you week after week. So thank you so much for tuning in and we'll catch you next time.